Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This is Jack Maxey in the War Room, Capitol Hill. I've got Stephen Bannon and Rahim Kassam to my left, my wingman Vish Burra on the right, and we've got Dr. Zelenko still on the line, crushing it with his analysis of hydroxychloroquine and some of the larger politics and morality uh, plays that are at issue here. Dr. Zelenko, you were just talking about doctors and HCQ, and it reminded me of Harvey Risch's exhortation to this entire audience, because we all know that there are many doctors out there who are taking this prophylactically, and many of them are afraid to even talk about it inside their own hospitals for fear of getting becoming victims of a kind of medical cancel culture and uh, i'd love for you to touch on that topic if you would dr zelenko and continue with your thought yeah i think the next step here is to fight propaganda with propaganda um, we need some uh, very very wealthy patriot to sponsor the best pr firm uh possible and to get us uh people that, that know how to organize uh, movements and so that we can literally march in Washington because doctors are terrible at uh, business and organization. We, we focus on uh, treating patients. So that I know personally hundreds of doctors that, are, have, that use it for themselves, for their families, and for patients, but they would never go public because they will immediately lose their jobs, especially if they're hired by big hospitals like Mount Sinai or, or NYU. So, they're scared for their uh, livelihoods. So, and I, I'm going to say this, I, I know it's a difficult thing to do, but I think it's time now for people on the front lines to, to choose what's right for their patients and what's right for your humanity in this country, even if it puts your credentials at risk. You know, a soldier on the front line could get shot, and we cannot hide um, behind our fears uh, maybe something bad will happen to us. That's the problem. Not enough people are taking uh, leadership of, of the movement for truth. So we need people that know how to organize, and we need good PR um, to be able to counteract uh, the propaganda of the, of the forces of evil. And they are evil. This is a fight for the soul of the country. You know, it, does human life have value? Is it divine? Or is it completely... Uh, random and uh, you could have a price put to it. So the, the forces of evil, they make decisions that yes, there's a price they're willing to pay for political wins. There's a price that they're willing to pay for profit. Um, there's a price that they're willing to pay for academic arrogance. Whereas the forces of, of, of good say, what are you talking about? The soul of the human being is made in the image of God 
and that is its uh, claim to human rights. Natural law is based on it, that we are made in God's image. So this is a fight between fundamental forces that has been a recurrent fight. There's nothing new under the sun throughout history. It's just right now it took the form of COVID-19. But yeah. fundamentally, when you get to the... Just in summary, that we know that the president started using this because of your recommendation and your your um, your profile and, and how successful you had been. If you were able to advise the president today, because you said people around him were maybe telling us they're afraid of the polls. If you were able to talk to the president today, what would be the two or three things you would tell him the actions he has to take in order to do the right thing here? Um, number one, he has to put out an executive order that um, removes any state restrictions on the use of hydroxychloroquine, whether, either by doctors or pharmacies, and that the, they won't be prosecuted, because that's a big problem. Number two, we need to have enough, of dr enough drug in this country, and the logistics, it has to be distributed um, in a way that any doctor could use it, and every pharmacy will have it. That's, that's just logistics. That's very important. And number three, we need the, he needs to direct the FDA. He's not a doctor, so he, he can't make medical decisions. But he has to direct the FDA to, to completely focus now on outpatient intervention. And by the way, there's so much data available that it overqualifies for emergency use authorization, according to the FDA internal documents. So there's absolutely zero reason why we don't have approved or at least uh, EUA-supported therapeutics in the outpatient, except for the fact that it serves the interests of some people, that people end up in the hospital. Last uh, question. They're projecting, you know, I think we're going to hit 180,000 dead here in a week or so. Uh, they're projecting all types of numbers of, of dead. If, the, if your program was implemented today, how, how uh, big an impact would it have on these uh, and the aggregate number of deaths and the death rate? So I'm going to give you a very conservative estimate, uh, a rather um, under-promise and overproduce. So the most conservative estimate I could tell you is an 84% reduction in the need for hospitalization. 84% reduction in the need for hospitalization if you initiate treatment within the first five days and better within the first two days, and a reduction in, a five-fold reduction in death. In other words, the high-risk patients in this country have a 5% chance of, of dying. My data showed a 0.71% uh, death rate. So it was a, more than a five-fold reduction in death. Essentially, it turns COVID-19 into like any other health issue, like the flu or something like that. So. Um, my recommendation would be to implement this, these policies immediately, and then you can reopen the economy probably within, the, within a week, because there will be an upspike in cases because people begin to intermingle. But so what? You identify the high-risk patients, be ready to treat them if needed, and, and then problem solved. It just takes some political courage and some people willing to sacrifice and take, take leadership roles. Doctor, you know, you were talking about how the numbers are going to come out eventually. I believe, like you, that six months from now, the tail of the tape is going to prove this to everybody. 
but many people will have died in the intervening amount of time. Why would you think that these academics, these people in the mainstream media, some politicians, etc., is this kind of like the ancient Greek theory of hubris and they're just going to fall on their swords here? I mean, what possibly could be their rationale? Well, at this point, so many people have blood on their hands that they have to um, dig in because they have no other choice. Um, they're going to be exposed. So they're cornered animals that have dug in. That's really what's going on now. It's an instinct for self-preservation. However, um, most of it, <laughs> Steve is going to like this, is coming from China. China is one of the biggest donors to Yale University, to, to Harvard, to, as, as your previous guest mentioned, that they essentially control the media in this country. And China is nothing more than a, 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 you know, a representation of Marxist ideology, which is essentially rooted in the non-existence of God, because they believe that the state is all-powerful, the government is all-powerful. And that is a problem, because people believe in God, they may not listen to the state. So this is a tension between God, uh, God-centered people, and, and people that are focused on, on, on power and hungry for power. So essentially, that's what's going on here. It's a good versus evil, light versus dark um, battle. And you know, at this point, people have to be ready to sacrifice, um, you know, even if you have to sacrifice your life, but it may be worth it, because uh, otherwise, there's going to be really millions of unnecessary dead people. So, you know, this is World War Three. Two hundred, more than two hundred countries are fighting the same enemy. I don't know how much more World War you get than that. It's Dr. just, a, just it's an invisible enemy. So. Dr. Zelenko, how can people get to your? Do you have uh, social media? How can people get to more of your uh, Facebook and all that? Can you give it to us? Because I know the audience's head's blown up now, right now. And the mainstream media's head's going to blow yeah. as soon as they see our tweet, uh, tweeting your segments out. Um, if, I, I'm mostly on Twitter. It's at Z-E-B, Zebra Elephant Victor, underscore DR, Dr. DR. You're a uh, great man, a great patriot, and we hope your uh, health is uh, hanging in there. So you take care of yourself. Your country needs you. Mankind needs you. In this fight for good and evil, uh, you're on the side of the angels, sir. So... Uh, Take care of yourself. Thank you, guys. God bless you. God bless you. Dr. Zelenko, he's already done it in the front line where he saved the, the community uh, up in New York in the very beginning days of this. I think it was in February we were talking about Dr. Zelenko in, 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 in March, right? I mean, portrait encouraged this guy. He's had two major operations in the last three weeks. He's not backing down. No, you know, you, want, this, you want this guy in the fighting hole right next to you because he is never going to quit. Yeah, I, I have a couple of martinis and it knocks me out. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. Honestly, it's 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 incredible. How can how can we be here, particularly on on when it's rubbing our nose every day? Evidence based, science based, database. Here's how phony that is. It's pretty phony. You know, Natalie Winters and Raheem Kassam and the team of the National Pulse. We start talking about this. Let's let's go to what their policies are when they present them, not just the happy talk. Right? We want unity. We want diversity. We want all this. But let's talk about what the real policies are. They were policy light last week. Mm. The one, one of the few things we picked up is they did say, oh, I've got a pandemic plan from March. <laughs> from March. That's like having something in a war that I, I've got from pre-Napoleonic times. It's not relevant. 
right? Because in data-based, evidence-based, science-based, you know, uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta and, and CNN and all the guys, it's called learning curve. New things happen every day, and we're much smarter today than we were in March. And that's not pointing the finger at anybody. People made mistakes, etc. It's just it's just a fact of how modern technological life goes through. You have more information. You have more data. You can you can analyze right more evidence. And so what does uh, what does Joe Biden's staff do? They pull out a his March strategic plan. Now, if this plan was brilliant, because remember when he put it out, nobody talked about it in March. But if it was absolutely brilliant, and particularly if you sat there and go, "Wow, this guy was like war and pandemic." This was signal, not noise. This was tomorrow's news today. This, is, this, guy, this guy nailed it. He and his staff nailed it. Uh, I think not. And that's not coming from us. That's coming from them because here's the tell. They got his wingman, Kamala Harris, Senator Harris, is currently inbound. And what's she coming to Washington, D.C. to do? She do, do a pre-buttle. I think the timing is a pre-buttle. That's right. It's a pre-buttle. Where she's this afternoon in the buried lead, you know, you got to go down nine paragraphs. What is she there to talk about? Oh, she's there. The, the centerpiece of it is going to be a rebuttal of his of his uh, COVID-19 because they think over the last three nights on TV, he's painted a picture of a leader in action and all that. Jump in here. Really. They, they realize uh, that they're missing something, missing something quite a lot. The Democrat Party is on every issue where the Republican Party has been on healthcare. That is to say that they're willing to complain about everything, but don't offer a real solution to anything. And if Joe Biden had come up with a decent plan, you would have heard about it here in the war room. We would have given them credit for it. Um, we're, we're also getting on the on the hashtag war and pandemic a lot of videos and comments from people in the uh, Lake Charles area, Louisiana, uh, well, showing come, us some come, incredible Let's come footage. back next. I'll tell you what, we're we'll going to take a break. In, yeah. in the next break, I want to do that. This is what we love about you guys. Uh, we're actually working on an app at one time so it can make it easier for you. But this is what we love about you. You're the most informed audience out there. And you've got power. You've got stroke. You can tell that over the last couple of days of the Chinese Communist Party and we can pull – South China uh, Morning Post, all this, their heads, the, but the People's Daily, Global Times, they're in full meltdown because they have now people standing on stages. And particularly, they had a Chinese person last night that said, you're an enemy to humanity, not China, not the Chinese people. They're the Chinese people, the innocent victims of this. It is the Chinese Communist Party. And man, they're freaking out. That's because of this audience. And quite frankly, Harris is on a plane because of this audience, too. We've talked about this for a yeah. couple of days now. They know they got a problem. That problem is they got to do a pre-bottle. By the way, I have there's an app for sale if you need it. It's called TikTok. We could just use that. <laughs> TikTok. Okay, that's good. I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep the net right from Natalie Winters. Natalie Winters got her scalp this morning. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back with your footage and Weather Nation on The Hurricane. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Hurricane Laura brings a catastrophic storm surge and fearsome winds to Gulf Coast. That's a headline in NPR. We've got uh, Weather Nation, our affiliated uh, uh, site, AmericansVoice.News, uh, the great team there in Denver that helps us get this show up every day. Uh, one of the, for our radio audiences, there's insane footage now we're getting, and this is from the hashtag War Room Pandemic crowd, and also Weather Nation. Raheem, I'm going to kick it to you to describe to our radio audience 
and to the TV audience exactly what they're seeing right now. It's pretty, it's pretty stunning. Well, firstly, I wanted to thank the uh, War and Pandemic crowd for bringing this to our attention, both on the hashtag War and Pandemic and in the YouTube live chat for bringing this breaking news and footage to our attention. This is, uh, this is really uh, incredible audience that we have here taking part in even producing this show now. So this, this footage that we're seeing appears to be um, from a chemical plant in Lake Charles, um, Louisiana. So you're, you're looking at seeds that are flowing over the I-10 in extremely dangerous and concerning uh, situations about three miles outside uh, of Lake Charles, uh, near what I'm being told is near oil refineries also, uh, but a massive fire breaking out just off that uh, just off that Interstate 10. It's, uh, look, we're looking at this. There are some reports coming out where the nation reporting um, on Twitter uh, that, the, that this is related to a chemical leak or biohazard situation. We're monitoring that situation as well. Um, but I know this is this is literally uh, breaking right now. I want to thank everybody. Hashtag War and Pandemic in the live feed. Keep sending us uh, videos. Keep sending us clips. We're going to put them up. Also, the guys over at uh, Ed Weather Nation. Look, Lake Charles is one of the, as you know, Jack, one of the most important refinery complexes in the country. That you get problems there. And, uh, you know, they said at the beginning, market uh, oil prices and gasoline prices were down, thinking of loss of demand. But, hey, you lose some of these, uh, some of these big uh, petrochemical facilities um, in, uh, in, in gasoline uh, facilities. You're going to have refineries. You you could have big problems. So Lake Charles hit uh, pretty bluntly with this uh, with Hurricane Laura. I want to thank everybody for for sending us the footage. We're going to put more up as uh, as as we go. Any other Vish? We have any other details of what's happening down there? Uh, not no, nothing confirmed, but there seems to uh, a few hours ago there was news breaking of a Cecil LTD chemical plant that was being shut down because of uh, because it was in the hurricane's path. So. There is a possibility that this is actually um, that this may be the plant that's that's currently on fire. Okay, uh, want to continue to see that, Raheem? Yeah, we just I'm just literally looking at the at the live streams at the moment. We, we you know the, the, this is this is we talked about at the beginning of the show how the how it made landfall at, at 5 a.m. in the morning this morning, and it reminded Central me time. Of, yeah, it reminded me of those scenes. By the way, I don't know if we have this clip, but from 2016, I actually went back and pulled the clip of uh, of when I went down to Louisiana to cover the flooding down there. And and like you said, I think you even said this before we were on the show. You get a hundred mile hour, hundred and ten mile an hour. I think it was higher than that to begin with. I mean, that is doing some real damage. That's doing some serious damage. I think we have uh, Jack some some uh, news about fatalities as well that's been coming out. I think two fatalities now so far that have been reported. Two fatalities. One guy who was preparing and I got electrocuted putting up boards on his house, and then very tragically overnight, a fourteen year old girl was killed in Louisiana. I'm looking at this uh, this stuff online concerning this. What's interesting is they're not defining what company it is. They're not defining whether it's a refinery or just a chemical plant. They're now saying that they're telling people to stay off of I-10. It looks like they're going to have to cut I-10, close I-10 on that bridge across Lake Charles. So uh, yeah. developing story, but we know the people down there in Louisiana are tough, and they're going to overcome this too. And yeah. I just want to make sure people realize the footage that's on your screens now, that's from 2016. I want to give you an example of just how bad the damage can be and how much lives can be ruined um, when these things get out of control, when the flooding gets out of control. And we knew down there back then the political implications that it had at the time ahead of the 2016 election. Well, didn't want it to be Katrina, too. So, right. I mean, President Trump was very bold, went down there. I think it was Tony Perkins 
who's from Louisiana, set up an amazing uh, visit for him. Hillary Clinton made a decision not to go, uh, or she did. She went later, but not at, not at that time. So it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was very impressive. Also, this is going to go up to the Mid-South, and at least the cone right now is going to take a hard right because I guess the jet stream. And for those in the John Frederick Radio audience, it's supposed to on Saturday be in, the, uh, in Virginia and uh, be uh, Washington, D.C., and also down at Tidewater, Hampton Roads. Etc. So you, we don't know because these things, it's nature, it always changes, but people ought to stay on uh, top of this. But there's going to be a lot of damage down in, uh, a lot of damage down in Louisiana, and, and the prayers, uh, prayers are with the folks down there. Be safe. Uh, well, hashtag war and pandemic. If you have any, any information, let us see it. What really stunned me when I went down there was the community spirit and, and the Cajun Navy and the people who were, who were pulling people. One and had the Franklin Graham uh, group down there. Yep. The, the Samaritan's Purse, all yep. that. Yep. And, and, and just all the effort. The Gator Navy. Is it called the Gator Navy? I remember that. Yeah, Cajun, Navy. Cajun Navy. Cajun Navy. I remember this. Yep. Yeah. And the people that would just, they would put themselves into harm's way to help people, to help people out, to help save their property, to help save their, 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 um, Things that they have accrued over their lives with sentimental value that were just getting wrecked and ruined in addition to their houses, their cars, their everything else. So, uh, I, you know, I hope if there's if there's damage like that that we're going to see as a result of Hurricane Laura, then we're going to see the same heroes come back out. Let's talk. And by the way, so let's sum up. Talk about in harm's way. Uh, I want to get back to the convention. I want to get back to uh, politics. The CCP has been extraordinary what's happened. But we can't just let d- d- walk away from Dr. Zelenko. That was powerful and um here's what i like about zelenko and 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 rish and harvey rish and these people uh the doctor you had on yesterday they're not giving up in fact they're getting rep they're taking it to the next level because they realize it's not just about november 3rd this is about kind of how we are going forward right you either gotta you either gotta believe in something or you don't believe in something and these guys are some of the most prestigious universities around etc and they are saying hey why are we squandering this? You know, even if mistakes were made in the past, why are we squandering lives? There's opportunities here. And when you talk, when Dr. Zelenko talks about an 84% drop in hospitalizations, which leads to what, a six-fold drop in, in deaths? Or, it, it, these, are, these are numbers that are astronomical. Jack Maxson. Five-fold, particularly in the elderly and the vulnerable. You have to remember Zelenko's uh, studies really only looked at people who already had comorbidities. He even says, he's like, hey, if you're a 35-year-old guy, you're coughing. He's like, I'm sending you home with a cup of coffee and a pint of orange juice, right? But you've got to do this early, particularly for the vulnerable. The one thing I really appreciate about uh, Dr. Zelenko is he always brings the spiritual into this temporal struggle that we're engaged in. And towards the end of his uh, talk, one of the things that really hit me hard was his description of the fight that we're in, this fight between light and darkness, this fight between America that believes in God and America that believes that our rights are divinely inspired because we are created in the image of God. Mm. And then the other side who doesn't believe in God and seeks power. And we'll do whatever is necessary to get it. So in a great way, Dr. Zelenko gave us a heads up on HCQ and what's going on. And I think in a very poignant way, he defined the political struggle that we're in going into November. I also, you know, we're, we should be in this together as a uh, as a country and trying to figure this out. Right. You don't need to be at each other's throats about science. I mean, the evidence is the evidence. Right. You got guys like Harvey Risch. The, these guys are some of the top people in the country. They're from Yale. Right. It's not this is not some this is not some some marginal character that's making this stuff up. It's got to be addressed and it's kind of being dismissed. I do think the politics of it is that it's gotten so controversial 
the people just don't want to talk about it when the evidence is, is there. And our point is, I don't see how you really start to organize. You know, we're talking about college sports this morning, right? The, the Iowa cancels, uh, you know, four or five programs. There's no college football. NBA, of course, they're not playing for other reasons, but even the games don't feel like real games, right? It's just not the sense. There's no fans. It's obviously America's not back to normal. To get back to normal, you're going to need, I think, hydroxy as a prophylactic and a preventative, and the liability laws work through. So then you have an organized societal approach about how you do this. And then obviously people can make decisions and all kind of, and within that framework, you can make so you can make decisions. Well, you know, they're talking about the liability, right? And the Democrats don't want to eliminate it. Maybe we should do is, hey, give the liability uh, waiver for the businesses and we'll give you the liability waiver for the failure to apply HCQ in the midst of this uh, crisis. Uh, that may be too big a number right now. I think I think that's going to be. I don't know. If, I don't know if we can go back and do that. Uh, I want to come back. Uh, let's go back at clips. Um, what do we have? Give, give me your give me your top clip from last night because I want to get back to the RNC uh, and talk about what's uh, talk about what's going on. We got about uh, we're under two minutes here. Uh, hashtag war and pandemic. You've been fantastic today. The footage is up there. Your your uh, your you guys are on top of this. Uh, Our own newsroom. I thought uh, ye- yeah. yesterday, the, in my opinion, the most powerful uh, speech given last night, I believe, was from Rick Grinnell. Uh, Rick Grinnell basically gave what sounded like a almost like an, uh, an American carnage sort of revival uh, sort of speech, but but it was very hopeful. And uh, the tell was that uh, CNN, uh, when they wrote, they do their hits and misses every morning. They put Grinnell in the misses. And basically said, oh. How did they say Grinnell missed? That's, that was uh, the, one of the most powerful speeches of the entire time. They Because they don't want people watching what he said. And he, he it was bru- like, it was aggressive, brutal. <clears throat> uh, AVN, let's roll this clip, sev- uh, clip seven right here. In four years, Donald Trump didn't start any new wars. He brought troops home. He rebuilt the military and signed peace deals that make Americans safer. The Washington elites want you to think this kind of foreign policy is immoral. And so they call it nationalist. That tells you all you need to know. The DC crowd thinks when they call Donald Trump a nationalist, they're insulting him. As if the American president isn't supposed to base foreign policy on America's national interests. Wow, powerful! Great. I can see why they called it a miss because they don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, follow yeah. that. But their their whole thing was do not listen to this speech right. because it's a waste of time. Yeah. But if you un- unpack that, that thing, that, it's well, it, powerful. Tra- it shows you about the divide. We'll talk about Rick Grinnell and we'll talk about the international post-war rules-based order, which the CCP gamed the system at the expense of the United States, our money, and uh, our kids, blood and treasure. Back in a moment. I'll bring it back after that. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So, for decades, while Washington politicians built a global system, American wages stagnated. Our great cities and industries were hollowed out. Entire communities were devastated. And our manufacturing plants were shipped off to China. 
That's what happened when Washington stopped being the capital of the United States and started being the capital of the world. How did they sit there and say that wasn't worth listening to? I mean, that is the heart of the Trump program. That is populist nationalism right there, given by Rick Grinnell, who did such a fantastic job at DNI. They're trying to hide talk, it in talk, plain talk, sight. Talk, talk, talk about action, 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 right? Well, remember, they told you that you weren't supposed to read the uh, emails back in 2016. They would go through it for you and tell you if give there was you, anything. It's the, the same thing here. What um, Grinnell's is very powerful. It lays out the Trump program. That's what they want to address. And this is what I want to say. that The international, what they're the, the, when he says the global system, you hear this thing about the post-war international rules-based order. Mm. Uh, the nationalist program throughout the world, whether it's in Japan, India, Australia, the United States, Brazil, uh, the allies coming together, this alliance of liberty, is all for the, uh, the uh, rules-based. They call it the rule of law. What the elites allowed to happen was a post-war international rules-based order that China gamed the system, right? It was their rules. That's why China's changed the entire world. It's not the world. The, the big fallacy you've been sold for 20 and 30 years is that, oh, we're going to change the Chinese Communist Party. We're going to actually make them as the, China becomes wealthier, become freer. That was the pitch. As China becomes wealthier, become freer. Note to self, the exact opposite happened. As it became wealthier, it became more totalitarian, more, more of a dictatorship. And the reason are they're gangsters just like the Nazis, just like Mussolini and the fascists, just like the military junta that took over Japan, right? You, these guys, are, these guys are, are gangsters, and they think like gangsters, and they roll like gangsters. They don't believe in the rule of law, don't believe in their own country. That's why, remember, the people that are, the, it's put upon the most, the rules-based you know, post-war uh, order is the Chinese people. They're the ones that are essentially enslaved, right? And you're, you're seeing now there's discussions going on in around this town to um, designate the Chinese Communist Party as guilty of genocide in, in regard to the Uyghurs. Now, genocide is a big term. It hasn't even been, we haven't officially got a genocide on the Armenians with the, with the Turks back at the turn of the last century. I think only Rwanda and in Kosovo, right? We've had two things that have been designated uh, with certain elements of the Serbian thing and then the Rwanda with the different, uh, the different groups down there. I think it's the two big, uh, oh, and Pol Pot, and Pol Pot. So you've had two or three. But it's been a big one. I, I say, and uh, it was Miles Grow that said this the other day, we ought to say CCP virus. CCP lied. Americans died. Canadians died. Chinese died. Everybody died. Is that not genocide? Is, is the CCP virus, if we find out and finally prove, when we prove it came from the lab in Wuhan, that it's actually a genocide by the Chinese Communist Party. This is what Grinnell lays out. Grinnell lays out, first off, there was an international global system built, right, over the last 30 or 40 years. And he said, the United States, this is like I said about Macron when he was running against Maria, uh, Marie Le Pen, Marine Le Pen. You know, Macron um, believes in, uh, you know, believes in, in uh, you know, his nation has a capital. It just happens to be in Brussels. Right, not in Paris, because he wanted to be president. He basically wants to be the leader of the EU, not so much France. It's one of these borderless societies. Grinnell nails it first with the globalization, and then comes back with the nationalism and throws it up in their face. Like you, you think this is a bad thing. This is what the president of the United States is supposed to be. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be responsible for the interests of the United States, and in doing that, 
that will dovetail into the interest of our allies. That's what the Alliance of Liberty is about. Modi, trust me, Modi, Abe, uh, Morrison in Australia, the Latrol nations of the South China, the Filipinos, when they said the other day, hey, if the Chinese Navy comes to us, we're going to call the American Navy, okay? They're not complaining about President Trump's, you know, America first national security policy. The other one, he puts the dagger in the heart end. This is why they don't address it. He started no wars, right? right? Hillary and these neocons, they're always quick on the trigger, you know, as, as, and you can have your own opinions about John Bolton, but that was one thing with John Bolton. And my point is they, they fall back on a playbook, and you see this with Richard Haas all the time. They talk about diplomacy and military. They don't understand in today's world it's te- information and technology and economics. Those are the tools of geoeconomics. That's statecraft, right? That's why Natalie Winters gets it. Right. She's 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 sitting up there, you know, at 24 years old saying, hey, you better focus on this TikTok thing. You better focus on the Confucius Institute, all these schools. In fact, to let you know that we do connect dots here, Jack Maxey's got some breaking news, even as we speak on that topic. Don't you, Jack? Which one is on, this? On, on Microsoft. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Micro- it hel- <laughs> Jack, it helps if you pay attention to my 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 dialogues. <laughs> no, no, no. I was getting lost there, which we're talking about. No, this is super interesting. So is the, the American. That's why I brought you in. This is the American people. You know, these are two basically huge American companies. Institutions. Micro- institutions. Microsoft and Walmart, according to CNBC just 15 minutes ago, are now in negotiations to partnership in the purchase of of TikTok. I mean, if things couldn't get strange. was the last time that Microsoft, no, it doesn't get strange. It's absolutely part of the industrial logic. They're not American companies anymore. They're not American companies. They're thinking of the global marketplace and thinking particularly China. Hey, why don't I buy this TikTok and I get better access into China? I can get the data myself. When was the last time Microsoft had a big announcement like this on a partnership? Right. That would be the birth of MSNBC. Microsoft, NBC. That was the combo that gave you the Rachel Maddow channel today. So when they when they uh, when they uh, partner, you know, good things for the conservatives don't happen. Okay, so I don't anticipate. I think the Microsoft Walmart already. I don't was it MS Mart, right? I already don't like it, right? And so now they're. I think here's a simple thing, and I think hopefully the TikTok guy signaled it last night. The president of the United States should just stop this auction and just shut it down, right? Just a hard shutdown, yeah. and then we gotta get to WeChat. WeChat's even the worst one, right? WeChat, Weibo, all of them. And here's the thing. As the guys tell you all the time about the firewall, the Chinese people tell us all the time about firewall. Once you tear down the firewall and stop all this, Alibaba, WeChat, Weibo, oh, they're all going to go away. If the president wants the stock market to be on fire, and I think it's too weighted to a, a bunch of large cap tech companies, however, you could double, mm. right? Because all everybody will tell you, every Chinese guy you know it's an expatriate said, there's not one person in China if you take down the firewall, we'll use Alibaba over Amazon, right? They, they will run as fast as they can away from these national champions because all the all their information is going right to. And people say, Harvey came out the other day with a study, 93% of the people support the CCP. Mm. Dude, you're going to have to go door to door and uh, and make sure you got a blindfold on to get a real count there. They're not going to put it on. Well, this is one of the awful things. You see Harvard does a, an online study to see what the, the – tenor is about the ccp inside china right it's like when they call up and ask you if you're voting for biden yes uh, well uh, you know actually it's a it's a great point you bring up uh steve uh, through my many many travels and uh through my time in new york uh <laughs> i have many I've, travels around staten island my we're, many, gonna, yeah. we're gonna get a broader perspective than that <laughs> basically so i have a friend who who 
kind of got, got gets into this um, uh, interesting business of imp- uh, exporting benzes to China. And they do this in a very, not very clear, doesn't seem to be, there's like a gray area in, in terms of tariffs and, and how you get those cars over there. But I asked him, why do these folks buy uh, Benzes? They can buy Benzes By the way, in our, China. Our, our audiences are not gangbangers. Our audience calls them Mercedes, yeah. okay? Yeah, Benzes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just remember who the audience is. My, Benz my, is a Mercedes, correct? My, yes, oh, yeah. a Mercedes Benz. Uh, so they, um, so I'm, I'm wondering why are, are, uh, are China, uh, uh, folks in China buying Mercedes from America? They can buy, um, you know, on the mainland itself. And what he, what he told me was that there's actually a, a gap in the safety quality from the cars. And he sent me videos of crash tests from the cars of a Chinese car doing the crash test and then uh, a Chinese-made car and the American-made car, the difference is, uh, is but wide. This is also one. This gets to a, a deeper point, and that deeper point is for years we sat there in the Republican Party and you heard in the platform and on the stage for decades, free trade, free trade, free trade, free trade. There's no free trade. Even Adam Smith said there's no free trade with a totalitarian right. uh, mercantilist system. They're the East India Company, right? The British East India Company. It's a mercantilist system, completely closed, and they've got a million, a million different ways of non, what the, Peter Navarro calls non-trade barriers. Grinnell wraps it up there, says, hey, they shipped all the jobs over to China, and that's why you're now dependent on, on this is all about low-paying jobs. That's why immigration, I'd like to see a little more of immigration. Miriam Mendoza, who's fantastic, a, a real rock star with Angel of Moms, I guess inadvertently or somehow tweeted out something, mm-hmm. hadn't read the whole stream. And this should tell you, when you're getting ready to talk at the RNC, right. just pull, just go easy on the trigger on the tweets on the afternoon that, that you're going to talk, right? She was fantastic. And because of that, we haven't got an angel mom up there, which the angel mom movement, remember in 16, the Democrats, talk about not talk about mainstream media not covering something. I think it was Monday, the angel mom, Monday or Tuesday, the angel moms came up in six, and it was just, you know, they went to a test pattern. They will never show. They will never show an angel mom. A couple of things to correct here. Um, Number one, Natalie Winters is 20, not 24. She's 21. Yep. Number two, um, it's Mercedes Benz, not Benz. (laughs) And number three, you forgot one of the big Microsoft ventures from 2017 was Windows 10 China Government Edition. Exactly. Remember that. Talk about that. Remember that. We actually have a story going up on the Pulse today about just that as the Microsoft bid for TikTok heats up. Uh, we have to remember that the that Microsoft was more than willing to partner with the Chinese Communist Party to establish a very highly restrictive version of Windows 10 that would only work with certain things so that certain things couldn't be accessed. It is a very specific ecosystem that was developed in part with the with Chinese Communist Party linked companies themselves in addition to Microsoft. I think Lenovo was a part of that as well. So we'll have that. We'll have all the details on that story later on today. Uh, what uh, what else do we got? About two minutes here. I want to get any more. We had some great yeah. uh, we had some great polls for the RNC. There was so much great stuff on last night for the RNC. So what I really liked yeah. about what what I, I saw of last night because I didn't watch the whole thing uh, end to end like I have done the previous two days. Uh, but what I liked from what I saw on, on the clips and on the, and on the response to this is the 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 hawks and the doves uh, last night. The China hawks. But the people who realize that the way to defeat China isn't a kinetic war and the people who realize and said overtly that President Trump is not a hawk, 
He's not going around G- the world. General Keith Kellogg. General was one Kellogg, of the most powerful. I thought his Rand thing was Paul. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And he said. He said. But President Trump is court. Uh, President Trump is not a hawk. Do we have that let's, poll? Let's play, let's play. Let's play clip one right now. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we have Rand Paul okay, here. Let's play. Let's play Rand Paul, yeah. and then we'll yeah. play Kellogg. Okay. Whatever way ABN yeah. wants to do it. I'm proud to finally see a president who agrees with that. Compare President Trump with the disastrous record of Joe Biden, who's consistently called for more war. Joe Biden voted for the Iraq War, which President Trump has long called the worst geopolitical mistake of our generation. I fear Biden will choose war again. He supported the war in Serbia, Syria, Libya. Joe Biden will continue to spill our blood and treasure. President Trump will bring our heroes home. We don't have enough time in this uh, in this we'll come back to, 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 to get to uh, General Kellogg, but I want to open with that when we come back from the breaks. Yeah, uh, tell you what, this is very powerful. Remember, Trump, uh, being a businessman, understands information war and technology war and also economic war. You don't need to go kinetic. South China Sea, you got to tell the uh, you got to tell the uh, CCP that they just lit off a couple of uh, missiles there yesterday, trying to intimidate everybody. But if you win in the first two, you don't have to get to the kinetic going to return with General Keith Kellogg and other highlights of the RNC in just a second. War and pandemic. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. President Trump challenged and continues to challenge an ever increasingly provocative and militant China. But make no mistake, President Trump is no hawk. He wisely wields the sword when required, but believes in seeking peace instead of perpetual conflict. Just over a week ago, our president brokered a peace agreement between the United Arab Emirates and Israel, the first in the Middle East in over 25 years. And this week, Afghan negotiators, with help from American officials, will start peace negotiations between the Taliban and the Afghan government to end America's longest war. A return to the Biden way of thinking means America gives the radical terrorist regime in Tehran a plain load of cash in the middle of the night. Well, you see, President Trump also sent an aircraft in the middle of the night to deal with Iran. But that plane was on a different mission. An airstrike to take out the head of Iran's terror machine who plotted the deaths of Americans. Yeah, different, uh, different president, different payload, right? <laughs> not, not, not there to deliver, not to deliver the cash money, as Vish would call it. Not there to deliver cash money, but to deliver uh, a, a heat-seeking uh, missile that took out Soleimani. Uh, General, uh, you may not know about General Kellogg. He's very low-key. He's 82nd Airborne, has served uh, his country after West Point from Vietnam all the way to the deserts of the Middle East and know of what he speaks. Donald Trump is not a hawk. What he means by that is Donald Trump's not going to be sending your sons and daughters, you know, over hell's half acre to uh, to, um, you know, to fight in these wars that we don't really know the outcomes of. Remember in Iraq and Afghanistan, Afghanistan right now, I think the combat time in Afghanistan has been longer than the combat histories of, I think, everything starting from the revolution. 
or it's getting pretty close. The Revolution, Civil War, World War One, World War Two, maybe even Vietnam. I think you throw that in there and and, and take the combat time. Yeah. That's how long I've been there. And with the, the, the at Brown University, they've done the study there that shows between somewhere between seven and nine trillion dollars when you count in the present value of all the um, of all the um, uh, you know all the injuries. And you see, guys. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to Brian Colfage, a hero, an American hero, total American hero. He was became a triple amputee over there. You see these triple amputees, and and uh, and uh, they come back here, and you, you know it's the net present value of all the VA of the housing of all of it. So, and Grinnell's laying out different, and, and Kellogg are laying out different. You know, Trump will drop the hammer when the hammer has to be dropped, and do it in a smart way. He focuses right. on information warfare, and he focuses on economic warfare. That's what they're talking today about. You know, sanctions. They just, I think, the FBI just sanctioned, picked up some guys. In, uh, I think it was in Texas, selling oil to the Iranian uh, regime that was sanctioned. Go ahead, Raheem. No, no, I just want to break in with some news because it is yeah. important for the people down there in, in Louisiana at the moment in the uh, wake of uh, Hurricane Laura and everything that's been going on down there. We brought you images of the chemical plant and the fire there. Weather Nation has an important update. Uh, people who live nearby are being asked to shelter in place, close all doors and windows, and shut off their air conditioning. So just make sure that if you're in that vicinity, anywhere near Lake Charles, if you're anywhere near that fire, make sure you're shutting your doors and windows, sheltering in place, and shutting off your air conditioning. Okay, give that to us one more time. Tell, yep. tell this is important for all of our audience, and if you've got friends down there, Pass the word, but what are they saying right now, Raheem? Yeah, there is there is a chemical fire in that area, um, and authorities are saying that you need to shelter in place. Do not go outside. Close all your doors and your windows, and turn off air conditioning. I'm sure that locals are getting local alerts as well. Make sure you have local alerts on on your phone. Make sure you're getting them on Weather Nation as well and updates there. But this is this is critical to make sure that we limit the damage. Um, here, how do we get to how do people get to Weather Nation, the sister channel of AVN uh, Vish? Uh, we get we you can either download the Weather Nation app, go to weathernationtv.com, also on uh, all platforms, Roku, Pluto, Dish, uh, ubiquitous as well, and 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 all on on all social media accounts as well. They're breaking the news and bringing updates there as well. What I want to get back to something you were just saying as well, while I have the microphone, um, remember, everybody said. Uh, in what was it last year when the when the uh, Iran stuff was really going down, Washington Post and Defense One and the Nation.com. I'm gonna read you these headlines. Will Trump wag the dog to win re-election? Uh, would Trump start a war to boost his 2020 chances? Would Trump go to war with Iran to get re-elected? If there's anything we can learn from last night at the RNC, the way that they were talking about President Trump from a national security and America first foreign policy perspective, is that these prognostications by the establishment media were not just outright falsehoods, but it proves how far they've got their head in the clouds. They do not understand his foreign policy much as they don't understand his domestic policy. Look, the hashtag war room, the war room pandemic crowd has forced out smoked out biden you know they made this claim about uh you know everything trump's saying about the pandemic's a lie they're doing a pre-bottle senator harris is in route to do it this afternoon also now in china they've been for four days and you're going to hear tom cotton and rudy giuliani in the president night i'm sure it's going to be hammer time on the ccp i imagine tom cotton is being touted as a real beatdown on biden as far as his leadership goes particularly against the chinese communist party the republican party i think has done a fantastic job from different branches of it saying, hey, Chinese the CCP virus, China's responsible for this. 
you know, new day uh, with China. We're going to confront them. Uh, you know, they've stolen our jobs. The CCP has done all this. Uh, and, you know, he had a dissident last night saying CC- the Chinese Communist Party is the enemy of humanity, the enemy of humanity. And, and he's a guy that's got in the hardcore uh, freedom movement. He's, he's, he's got a little dicey. You know, he, he's not 100 percent. There's all these conflicts. He's not 100 uh, percent, you know, as, as pristine as some of these guys are. But still, he's still on national TV and said that it's been repeated over and over again. The Chinese Communist Party lied, people died. The Chinese Communist Party is guilty of a genocide with this virus. Do we have enough time to play uh, Marsha Blackburn? Do we have enough? Uh, let's finish with Marsha Blackburn. Clip 15, let's Clip roll 15. Let's roll this and out. take us out. Yep. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and their radical allies try to destroy these heroes because if there are no heroes to inspire us, Government can control us. They close our churches, but keep the liquor stores and abortion clinics open. They say we can't gather in community groups, but encourage protests, riots, and looting in the streets. If the Democrats had their way, they would keep you locked in your house until you become dependent on the government for everything. That sounds a lot like communist China to me. Maybe that's why Joe Biden is so soft on them. Why Nancy Pelosi says that China would prefer Joe Biden. Yep, I bet they would.